Do you ever want to dive deeper into the Bible, but you just don't know where to begin or struggle to feel like you even have the time? When you read the Bible, do you get frustrated because you know there's so much more in there? You just have no clue how to get it out. Or maybe you want to know the Bible better and you're looking for any resource to help. Then this is the podcast for you. Welcome to the Context and Color of the Bible podcast. We're sisters. I'm Veronica. I'm Erica. And we love to study the Bible, and we love to help others understand it better. When it comes to our own study of Scripture, we have found that in bringing back the context of Scripture, it adds to our understanding. It actually adds color to the black and white pages of the text. 42 seconds. <laughs> you were like a race car out of the gate. You're like flying through that. Yes, and the hand motion went slow down. <laughs> Uh, yes. So we are back. Erica's going to sound far away because we're sharing a mic. She kicked me out. <laughs> no, you kicked yourself out by inviting your husband. Actually, I did. did. I invited him. But we left off last week and it's just it's just fascinating how it seems like even when we're studying for this, when we're recording it. God will speak to us and go, okay, did you hear what you just said? (laughs) Did you hear what Uh, was just said by the other person? That's for you right now. (laughs) Mm. There's been, I mean, I think we did that with Exodus a couple of times. I know Genesis that I can think of specific times where it was like, oh, "Oh, that was for me today. (laughs) So listener, if you're getting nothing out of this, we are. (laughs) (laughs) the three of us are needing to be reminded of these truths. But truthfully, we're probably all at different points. Yeah, we all have those needing those reminders. Moments. Mm-hmm. Yes. So I'm going to stop talking and turn it over to Brian. All right. Well, we're flying through <laughs> chapter, chapter two. Um, Erica wanted us to slow down, so we're slowing down. <laughs> Not you, just her. Oh, oh, okay. I thought the hand motions were for me. Um, so today you might go, we're only going through two verses. Yes. I think these are critical, critical verses, not only for Habakkuk, but, um, these are pivotal for the, for all of scripture really. Um, so going through Habakkuk, he's a prophet. He's wrestling with God, uh, over the problem of evil that he sees in his time. And as we mentioned last week, there's three questions that emerged in chapter one. Question one was, how long, O oh Lord, are you going to let this keep going? Question two is, if you're going to use the wicked, like how can you use the wicked to punish those who are more righteous? Um, and then the third question was, if this is true, you're going to use the wicked to punish those who are more righteous, then who's to ever stop them? They're mm-hmm. going to continue to destroy forever and ever. God, like this isn't a plan. This isn't good. And we see that Habakkuk took up a position now of, of patiently waiting for a response from God rather than pushing or manipulating God or just getting in a, a bad mood and stomping off. Now he's like Jonah. waiting. Right. Like my six-year-old. <laughs> I know. Like me sometimes <laughs> <laughs> with God, <laughs> probably. <clears throat> and God starts to respond and God starts to patiently explain Habakkuk, this revelation I'm about to give you is something that is vitally important. Write it down. Your job is to make this clear and to pass it on, to disperse this information. 
it's and and you need to wait until these things come about because it's going to come. Mm -hmm. It's not going to prove false, but you have to wait. So then we move into verse four and here I'll, I'll pick up in uh, chapter two, verse four. Behold, God is speaking here. Behold, his soul is puffed up. It is not upright within him, but the righteous shall live by his faith or faithfulness. Moreover, wine or wealth, we may talk about that in a moment, is a traitor, an arrogant man who is never at rest. His greed is as wide as Sheol, like death. He never has enough. Hmm. He gathers for himself all nations and collects as his own all the peoples. So God is now delivering the content of that message. In verses 2 and 3, he's delivering the the importance and how to handle Mm -hmm. this message. Now God's saying, okay, Habakkuk, now that you're ready, now you've gotten the instructions of how to handle this package, here's the content of the message. And God starts to portray a comparison between two different theoretical peoples. You have the righteous Mm -hmm. and the wicked. And he's saying, like, these are going to be the guiding principles. This is this message. And... This wicked person, he describes it as a, a proud or puffed up. This wicked, his soul is puffed up. It's not upright within him. And I, the, the word or the root word here in the Hebrew is like a word that means to swell or puff up. You think of like a, a big frog that's got the you know, oh, mouth really big. You're going to throw up. I, I was going to give other examples, but I don't need to clean up. Any no, messes. I'm good. You just get off the frog. What about like a pufferfish? Like one of those. Okay. Yeah, just keeps. What's the English word you're looking at that you're trying to describe right now? Um, puffed up is in the ESV, and um, the NIV or NASB has proud one. Okay, look at the proud. Okay. The the I think the Hebrew word, root word is about like a balloon, just okay. puffing up, and I I think. My really the first picture that comes to my mind is the those uh, f- those fungus like those puffball things that you oh, find yeah. in the woods and they mm-hmm. get like big balls and you squish them and they like go mm-hmm. like that's what I see because it's like this wickedness is inflating these people they're mm-hmm. proud of themselves but when you squeeze them there's there's just nothing goo, to them nothing yeah okay. inside. Um, so this proud person like starts to paint the picture. They're conceited, arrogant, they're treacherous. They're just all about making themselves look big. Mm -hmm. And this is to start to paint a picture of these. This is likely the Chaldeans. This is this stereotypical Chaldeans we saw in chapter one. They were all full of themselves. Mm -hmm. might is right. They worship the implements that bring them power and strength and and wealth. And we see how does this person live in verse four? They're not upright. Right. They're crooked. Crooked. And then there's a brief interlude where it talks about the righteous and we'll hold that for a moment, but then it goes back in verse five and then continues to talk about the wicked. So it's like mm. the righteous man is in the middle of this description of 
there's a wicked man at the beginning and end, and then you've got this righteous man description nestled in the middle. So other characteristics of this proud and, and wicked type of person is that not only are they crooked, they're, they're never content. Mm. Mm-hmm. And verse five says, now the ESV says wine, and here's just a, a footnote. I think the Dead Sea Scrolls actually have wealth, or um, oh. it, and which I think makes more sense. And right. Side note: I I sat in on a, a lecture once by really uh, renowned Dead Sea Scroll scholar, and he talked about you know people that are like, oh, you're concerned, you're using the Dead Sea Scrolls to like undermine the scriptures and he said the reality is like 99.99% of the scriptures line up exactly with the okay. Dead Sea Scrolls and then he said 99.9% of those discrepancies are all minor spelling issues oh, okay like you know an a versus an e or mm-hmm. something and then he said what's left are a very few discrepancies or differences and this would be an example okay. where I think contextually it makes more sense because we're talking about all of these things about greed that, mm-hmm. that makes uh, more sense in the context. Wealth fits better than wine. Right. And But it almost doesn't matter which one it is. They're both in a negative concept. Right. Yep. Being used negatively, so. Yep. What, what I see is a connection to chapter one where it talks about the Babylonians are like throwing out a net and just pulling all of the people and wealth mm-hmm. and whatnot to them. And I see an echo back to that mm-hmm. context. So that's why I see that making more sense. So this wicked man, this wicked person, this type of person is like a moth drawn to a flame. If there's something to be had, to be stolen, to be taken, they're going to go for it. And his greed is as wide as Sheol, which is essentially like, they're like the grave. Mm-hmm. Is the grave ever full? Mm-mm. Does it ever say, I've had enough? Like it, And you're, you're getting this picture painted, like this greedy, puffed up, crooked. Mm-hmm. There's never enough. It's never, you keep going and going and going. And all of these... Like you just see, there's numerous threads and connections back to the way that the Chaldeans are described hmm. in in chapter one. And <clears throat> nestled within this description is then this opposite person, this the righteous. Mm-hmm. A we very see, common Bible verse I think a lot of people have memorized. The righteous shall live by his faith. Right. Right. And we saw that the the wicked person they live greedily. Mm-hmm. They live cr- in a crooked manner. They're bent. They're, um, you know, consuming and, and trying to take what's uh, as much as they can, even if it's not their own. Well, how does the righteous person live? Well, here the it's, the righteous lives by their faith, or in Hebrew, it could mean faithfulness. Now, the translators have to make a decision, and they have typically chosen to to use faith, but even in the ESV, you can see there's a footnote on that word. It says faith or faithfulness. And these are 
vital, like words to like really understand the Hebrew concept of um, righteousness, faithfulness. Hmm. I assume you guys have had episodes probably talking about emunah. Cons- yes, yeah. we have a whole YouTube video that Erica did on emunah. But not unrighteous, I know. But so I want to know the word faith and faithfulness. Are they both emunah? Correct. Okay. Yes. It depends on the context and when you want to. Because it's such a big word. And that's where I will put a plug in for Erica's YouTube video. And I'll put it in the show notes. Because we tried in 30 minutes to describe it. (laughs) And it's impossible because there's not a good English word to grasp all of that. You first see it in Exodus 17. Yes. And when Moses, his his arms are being held up by Aaron and her. And so there's, you can see it translated as steady. Steadfast. Mm -hmm. Loyal. Loyal. Loyalty, I think. Yep. So everyone needs to understand this verse. You need to go know that word first. (laughs) Absolutely. It's, It's critical. And this verse is critical in understanding concepts in the New Testament that are brought out mm. by Paul in Galatians and, and Romans. Ooh, there's a hint to bring Brian back. <laughs> um, maybe maybe the bonus episode needs to talk a little bit on okay. some New Testament connections to these verses. Um, so yes, faith, faithfulness, emunah, like we said, steadiness, steadfastness, firmness, the, the example of Moses' hands being held high, they were emunah uh, over the the battle with mm-hmm. the Amalekites. So this emunah faithfulness is not a one-time act. It's an act that's persevered through one's life. Mm. Uh, one author I, r- I read said, faith is what faith does. Faith is hmm. what faith does. And in, in the concept of the Jewish understanding of emunah, that's right on. You know, if I claim to have faith in a bridge, but I'm not going to cross it, is that faith? Right. Not really. No. No. And so it's... I'll know what you believe by your actions. Right. The two are mm-hmm. intimately, like, you, you can't surgically separate these two. And God is, is telling Habakkuk in the content of this, this message, there's the wicked, and this is how they live, but the righteous person. Now, what does righteous mean? Again, that's... You We're going to do, do a, a bonus podcast. Mm-hmm. Episode on, on that or series on righteousness. Tzedakah. Um, righteousness is living up to the expectations of a commitment. Hmm. In a marriage... There's expectations of how the marriage is to go. Who, And we're not talking about do the dishes, don't do... Like, we're talking right. about fidelity. When you're in a marriage, you're committed to this partner. You don't go outside of the boundaries mm-hmm. uh, for relational, physical needs, other things mm-hmm. like that. So that's that's a picture of what righteousness means. There is there God, when he came down to Sinai had stipulations, uh, they set a covenant, and once a covenant was in place, righteousness was defined by living according to the the covenant. And here God's saying, the righteous one, the one who lives according to those stipulations, does so through their faithfulness, through living 
faithfully. Hmm. And again, God's comparing and contrasting Mm -hmm. these two types of people. And now we can start to see God is, is, there's tiebacks to those questions Habakkuk was asking. You know, will the wicked swallow up those Hmm. more righteous? Well, yes, Habakkuk, you observed correctly. In this instance, the wicked are going to swallow up those more righteous than themselves. But that's not where the story ends. Because in the perspective of the New Testament writers, when they looked at this verse, the righteous will live by their faithfulness. So not die. Ongoing, still alive. And if you're faithful and you're righteous according to an eternal God who never dies, he will sustain you. Hmm. You will, the perspective is that life in this verse is pointing towards eternal life, Hmm. pointing towards life in the world to come. That if, if you're faithful, God will hold you and take care of Hmm. you and you will live versus where does the other direction lead? They go to shield. They go to the grave. Exactly. Wow. So yes, the wicked may swallow up the righteous here temporarily Mm -hmm. in this world, but that's not where the story ends. Hmm. They may have their day now, but this life is merely the beginning. Mm Mm-hmm. And though the wicked are hollow, they're overinflated, they're like the grave, they lead to death. But the righteous will live by their faithfulness. And as as we look here at the end of verse 5, it says, you know, God is saying, he gathers for himself, this is the wicked man, all the nations and collects them as his people. And this is, again, a connection back to Chapter one, remember the net the Chaldeans are casting and they're, they're like pulling in all the people to themselves to, you know, use them as slaves and consume them. This, there's a connection back to that. And I think this is going to lead us as a tease into the, the remaining verses of chapter two, because that third question is, well, God, are they going to keep on consuming forever? Mm. Are they going to keep on going? Are they this unstoppable force? And what we're going to find is that the Chaldeans, their greed and their arrogance, the greed and arrogance of the wicked prove to be their undoing. Hmm. But that's what gets relayed in the remainder of chapter two. So next week, you're actually going to do verses six through 20. Part of it. Next two weeks. Okay, next two weeks. <clears throat> okay, I was going to say, wow, we're really speeding up then. <laughs> so Hold on to your hat. Yes. Right? <laughs> yes. But I like the idea of just... If you're righteous, if you're choosing every day to do what is right, Mm -hmm. to live in obedience to God, Mm -hmm. even when I'm feeling like, even when I'm feeling like it's not helping, (laughs) bad things are still happening. Everyone around me has succeeded and I feel like I'm failing and just floundering. I'm, my choice before me is still, I have life eternal with God. Right. You know, that whole abiding and going, okay, God, the, the best is yet to come. 
Right. This, I cannot get, you know, just blindsided and see only what's happening, the bad right now. Going, okay, my actions, the little, th- little things I do now to live in faith, to show my faith, is walking me towards that eternity, something better. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So... So I realized, I found like, okay, finally we were getting to the last week and this week with Habakkuk going, okay, there is hope. There is, there is hope. <laughs> there is hope. Don't get discouraged and go, you know what? Even if you're the only one, I bet Habakkuk felt like he was yeah. alone. Yeah. It's a very lonely feeling book because it's just this one-on-one dialogue. Mm-hmm. There's no other people reference. There's no, you know, kings or, mm-hmm. you know, other personalities it's it's very it does you get this feeling that he felt right it's heavy yeah it's to have that kind of information and knowing okay you've got this responsibility here's what i'm telling you would just be that's a lot yeah that's a lot but we can live by faith yes so and i think you kind of teased we're gonna have a bonus podcast i think we should (laughs) i think we should too do you agree here Totally. <laughs> All I right. Agree over here. <laughs> All right. So we will wrap this up. As always, we would love it if you would rate, review, and subscribe. It just pushes us up in those algorithms so other people can find it. And as always, thanks for listening, and we'll talk to you next week. Bye bye.